Welcome back to the United MEC Leading Edge podcast series. I'm United MEC spokesman, First Officer James Belton. And I'm Captain Greg Everhard, Chairman of the United MEC Communications Committee. Today we're going to talk about the Negotiating Committee update called The Brief. It was released last weekend. Greg has spent some time on the Negotiating Committee, so he has an insider's view on what the team is up against right now. For those who don't know what The Brief is, Greg's going to explain it for us. The Brief is the Negotiating Committee's newsletter used to keep pilots updated on the status of negotiations. We know pilots are extremely interested in how Section 6 is going and try to release as much information as possible whenever we can. Is the Negotiating Committee able to get into the details of what we've already agreed to at the table? No, they can't get into specifics on what's been agreed to for a few reasons. First, none of this is in stone yet, and until we have a final TA for the new UPA, there's always a potential that things can change. Also, the process for any contractual changes requires the MEC to first review and approve any deal before it's sent to the pilots for their consideration. So based on what we've seen in the past 20 years or so, how does the progress of what we're doing now compare? Well, right now, the negotiators and the MEC feel they're making good progress overall, and it's significant that the scheduling sections of the UPA, 5 and 20, are largely complete. There are obviously still some significant sections to go. Okay, uh, the March edition of the brief talked about scheduling and some of those other sections like retirement and insurance, scope, and uh, career security. What's new in the May brief? This edition provides a look into the process used to attack the areas we wanted to improve in the scheduling sections. It's sort of an insider baseball look for pilots who want to know how the negotiating team prepares before they sit at the table. Let's give an overview of the edition. Uh, The first heading is identifying the issues. So what are the takeaways, Greg? Well, the key is that any changes to the UPA must be crafted to fit our pilots' needs. And to determine the most important issues, the MEC first ran two surveys, some telephone polling. They data mined the PDR system. They talked to subject matter experts on scheduling, like the ALPA crew desk guys who sit at the desk every day and enforce the contract. And they also commissioned a working group of reserve line pilots that came in attacked the issues, and made recommendations to the negotiators. So the LEC representatives use all of those inputs to determine the direction that they give to the negotiators, correct? Exactly. And this process is nothing new. I mean, the UPA is a living document, and the MEC has been approaching these issues on an ongoing basis even before we started Section 6. Now, along the way, we've reached letters of agreement to fix certain issues, but some of these larger concerns had to wait until Section 6 process now. Okay, copy that. So first, they identified our top issues. Next, the brief covers finding the solutions. What's that all about? Well, that's the crux of the problem. And scheduling is such a dark art because the rules must all work together and everything interacts, sometimes in unexpected ways. You have to really be careful with the solutions. So when looking for the different solutions, the negotiators use lessons learned from the current UPA to find the best options. And whenever possible, they're trying to reduce complexity and increase transparency to improve pilots' quality work life. Okay. That would be uh, welcomed for sure. I, uh, I also see that we're talking about incentives. So what incentives? How do, how do they really fall into place? Well, it's like Grandma used to say, right? You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. The scheduling rules work the same way. The company's goal is to always cover trips, and the pilot's goal is to improve our quality of life. So over the life of the UPA, we've seen that the best solution to meet both those goals is to incentivize pilots with honey to cover assignments rather than having the vinegar of uh, onerous rules that force pilots into assignments they don't want. 
Okay, well, my grandmother used to call it the carrot and the stick approach. So the goal is to create options for pilots, and in some cases, financial incentives, so pilots who are willing to accept an assignment can, and other pilots who are not interested can avoid assignments that they don't want. Exactly. A good example is how we did this in the UPA when it came to involuntary junior manning. We incentivized senior manning with ad pay to negate the need to ever invoke involuntary junior manning. In fact, the incentive method worked so well for both pilots and the company that we were able to eliminate involuntary junior man from the UPA uh, in an LOA last year. Well, this shows how involved scheduling is uh, and how complex and why we use our scheduling subject matter experts to augment the negotiating team. Um, So the negotiating committee closes out this section of the brief by reminding everyone that this is a negotiation. While we don't get everything we want, the company certainly doesn't get everything they want either, right? I mean, the next section discusses obstacles and reminds pilots that the company also had an opening letter. For sure. Like any negotiation, there are always going to be obstacles because the other side has their own goals going in, and scheduling was one of the issues called out in the company's opening letter. The negotiating committee makes a few other key points in this section of the brief, the main one being that Their ability to give a firm no when answering certain management demands is only made possible because they know that our pilots are unified in working together to improve our contract. Okay, well, that certainly makes sense. The inside baseball is interesting as well. And I know we can't discuss what was agreed to so far, but what we can talk about is what's next. Well, now that we have the important time-consuming scheduling issues nailed down, The negotiating committee plans to focus next on career security provisions that are in Section 1, retirement insurance, and ultimately the pay rate changes are the other main outstanding issues. Yeah, those are pretty important sections, Greg. Uh, Based on clear input from the pilots on the line, we know we will need to ensure any agreement in Section 1 improves our pilots' career security, and improvements to R&I and compensation need to help us maintain our lead as the premier pilot contract in the industry. I think the earlier edition of the brief back in March spelled it out well when they said we're not going to rush into any of this and that the negotiating committee is focused on getting the right deal for pilots, which may not necessarily be the quickest deal. Um, You know, we're four months past the amenable date, and historically that would be it's normal for us to not have a deal yet, but the clock is ticking and we're ready for a new agreement. Okay, great. Um, Well, Greg, that, that about wraps up this edition of The Leading Edge. We hope this podcast answered some of your questions about the progress of negotiations. For further information, pilots can always contact their local reps directly or file a PDR to the P2P team. If you have questions, Alpa can answer them. Now is the time to get involved and stay informed. I'm Jim. I'm Greg. On behalf of the United MEC, thank you for listening.